This is season four of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. This week on the show, useless animal information. And we go down the garden path with useless plant information. Plus, I will have another entry from our mailbag and your favorite news from around the world. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to episode number 17. Here we go. Animal. For those of uh, you useless information historians, that was the very first jingle we ever wrote, produced. Actually, Roy wrote it and produced it. I just played it. Literally on an iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) You animal. Parrots, according to... I say parrots. Parrots. (laughs) Parrots, according to the publication of Current Biology, I get it, I read it, it's great, will do voluntary acts of kindness for other parrots. It seems they do selfless things like get food or help another parrot build shelter, even if they don't know the parrot. It's very rare in the animal kingdom for animals to do selfless acts for other animals of their own species. So we do it. Parrots definitely do it. It's kind of inbred into them that they'll help a parrot that they don't even know. So we can learn from parrots. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, because parrots usually mimic other parrots, that act of kindness will get infectious and go around the world like a pen. A Maybe pen- that's yeah. why they do it, because one parrot saw the other parrot and the parrot said, hello. And he said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how they have like uh, English accents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. All right. No, actually, you're wrong. They mimic the sounds they hear. So they will have the accent of the person that teaches them. Nice. I knew a girl that had a minor bird, which is very similar to a parrot as far as their learning ability to, to, to speak. But um, this parrot would hear the door rolling, the sliding door kept rolling every day where the parrot was like that. Yeah. And that friggin' parrot made that noise. Wow. <laughs> Give that Polly a cracker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you a little bit of bowl. Bowl? Bowl. Okay. A, it's a testicle warmer for bowls. It was a hot oh, product. Oh, yeah. I got one of those. Do you? Yeah. Oh, a hot pocket. <laughs> it, it was a hot product. No, it's not one of those hot pockets that you, like, <laughs> with cheesy goodness. It was a hot product in the 1990s in the prairies here in Canada. Oh, yeah. Shortly thereafter, the product called the Oyster Oven... Mm-hmm. Think about it. It Great. was it was recalled because the bull scrotum got too hot. Oh yeah, you don't want it too hot. No, the polyflea satchel was attached to the bull scrotum with Velcro. Ah. Protected the bull from wind chill and frostbite. Veterinarians were concerned because the bull's testicles would get too warm, and it will cause sterility. Ah. yeah. Well, we call that long johns. <laughs> yeah. You know, I threw my long johns away a long time ago when I moved to Florida. Now, I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, someone asked in, in, a, in an upcoming mailbag where the long johns come from. And because we do fashion here on totally useless information with Nick and Roy, in a future episode, you will find out where long johns came from. Yeah. You know what's funny? 
you, you know, down, you know what we call a ball warmer? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you know, they use Velcro. I would, you know, imagine what the, the bull was thinking when they tried to rip the Velcro apart. You know, that ripping sound. They're like, what the heck's going on down there? Sure. Yeah, sure. there you go. Yeah. You guys having a ball? <laughs> <laughs> no In the past episodes, we said that prairie dogs kiss. I think you brought that one up. That prairie dogs, when they meet, they kiss each other. Yes. Very similar to humans. And of course, because we stay on top of everything that we say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I learned from reading something that that is not true. So I have to give you guys the scoop. It seems as though prairie dogs are kissing because when they do meet, they seem to put mouth to mouth as though they're kissing, but they're not. They're actually touching teeth. And I think that they think, scientists think that they're measuring the size of the tooth by touching teeth. And of course, the one with the older teeth is the older prairie dog. And I guess gets more respect by age and size, I think they realize by their touching teeth. So they are literally touching teeth, not kissing. You believe what you want. When I look at prairie dogs, in my mind, they're kissing. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when I met Heidi Klum, I was like, let's measure teeth. <laughs> yeah, but that's not where her, the, the, the unfortunate part, that's not where her teeth are. Yeah, and she said, hey, that's not a measuring tape. <laughs> now, one might ask, because, you know, you're walking down the street and you see a snake, you go, is that a venomous snake or not? Well, let's find out. One way to find out if a snake is venomous or not is to look at its underbelly. If, mm. if there is a single row of scales leading to the anal plate, the snake is venomous. Okay. Now, this yes. is where Nick gets me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I see the snake, right? Yes, and I right. go, okay, don't get nervous, folks. I'm going to check its scales going close to its anal plate. Right. Yes. No, yeah. I'm going to kill it. <laughs> I'm going to hit it with a rock. I'm going to run and scream like a Like a banshee. No, I mean... <laughs> Who's going to check the anal gland? I'm going to say, excuse me, could you uh, stop coiling up and roll over so I can take a good look at your anal gland? Anal you know, plate. Who knows no. what kind of snake it is? <laughs> 70 to 95% of humans are right-handed except for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Except what? that I'm not human? You're a lefty, right? That's correct. Right. Okay, so Nick's a lefty. My wife is a lefty. Uh, 70 to 95% of humans, though, are right-handed which means something, but go ahead. <laughs> you fill in the blanks. <laughs> well, okay. Now, because left-handed people are apparently more intelligent, and uh, your wife did marry you, so there's some sort of intelligence there. There you go. There it you have it. Proves. Well, there you go. Now I believe you. Now, the right side of the brain, the studies have shown that the right side of one's brain controls the left side of the body, and the left side of the mm -hmm. brain controls the right side of the body, meaning lefties are in their right mind. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Having said that. Yeah. Okay. Everyone wake up. Well, <laughs> we'll get ready for this one. Some 98% of dolphins are right-handed or right-finned, whichever you want to say. Okay. 98% are right-finned. Almost all dolphins will turn over to the left so that they can see the floor of the ocean with their right side better so that they can get a better view 
of of it and they'll have better vision and better capabilities of turning using their right side so they know that they are right sided 98 percent more than humans that's amazing that's pretty cool i love that one that's the one that people are going to remember right we always mm -hmm. recommend you listen laugh and learn here on totally useless information with nick and roy we always recommend you have a writing implement with you and then they can also write this down nickandroy.com that's nick right nickandroy.com they can leave us a message but go ahead if you keep a red goldfish in a room without light for quite a long time it will turn white naturally a red goldfish in a room without light for a long time will turn the goldfish white. Also, you should know, please be careful. You know, they say do not overfeed your fish. Here's why. Dry fish food can make your favorite goldfish constipated. Oh, you wouldn't want that. No. A man named Pan Gong is raising pigs. These yeah. pigs are strange. They weigh 1,100 pounds on average. That's about the size of a polar bear. Wow. Think about how big this pig is. The pigs can sell for 10,000 yuan or about $1,500. That's three times the average monthly income in the uh, province, the Ganzi province. He hasn't named them, so I will. We can call them A- Fat pigs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or his name is Pan Kong, so why not call them Pig King Kong? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. Pan Kong. Yeah. Pig Kong. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Down the garden path with Nick and Roy. Mm. One of our uh, newest uh, topics here, as you know, uh, marijuana is legal in Canada. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> you heard that, right? <laughs> yeah. What? What's wrong with what she said? I noticed the five-leafed object. Come on, she, she's so close to nature; it hurts. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. interstate system is 46,876 miles long. And you're thinking, wait a minute. Are we talking about cars? That's not till another episode. That's the next episode, actually. We'll talk about cars. But no, but this has a lot to do with plants. The U.S. interstate system in the United States is 46,876 miles long. The amount of oxygen released by the trees and the grass planted along all of the interstate highways is enough to support 22 million people. Oh, cool. See, folks, this is what I'm talking about. Where are you going to learn this type of stuff? Nowhere. Not Fox News. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we just did animals. 70,000 plant species are used for medical purposes. 70,000 plant species including the use in modern medicine. So we think modern medicine, you know, oh, plant plant medicine is so hokey. No, most of our modern medicine is derived from those 70,000 plants. And that's that's a, 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 a striking number, okay? Because I mean, really just think about that, 70,000 plants. And when we when I get to my next one, it's gonna make even more sense, but go ahead. My next fact here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, we're talking about plants and trees. Bamboo. We'll call bamboo 
Speedy Gonzales. It is the fastest growing woody plant in the world. I used to roll my joints with bamboo. <laughs> well, this is how fast you can roll them. Speaking of plants. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a different kind of plant, legal up here in Canada. I'm in Toronto, Canada. Roy's in Florida. Bamboo mm -hmm. is the fastest growing woody plant in the world. It can grow 35 inches in a single day. 35 inches. That's right. That's uh, just shy of uh, six three feet. feet. Three feet. Three feet. 35, 36 inches is three feet. Yeah, that's what I said. It's about a yard. <laughs> it's it's the Canadian exchange. And not only that, folks, he's a liar. <laughs> no, I was educated in the New York City public school system. Can you not tell? That's mind-boggling. Yeah. Three feet in a day. That's right. Wow. That's no wonder fast. bamboo is cheap. That's right, yes. Wow, that's cool. And it's so cool. Of a, it's, a, it's an amazing wood. Well, out of tens of thousands of plants, we just said they use 70,000 plants just for medicinal purposes. Out of those tens of thousands of plants, how many plants do you think that we consume? Out of the 70,000, uh, let's uh, once again check with our studio audience. Uh, this show is recorded, uh, by the way, in front of a live studio audience. They're not here yet, but it will be. What it's do they like say? A it's a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, a pig, and a pig named King Kong Pig. <laughs> that's right. With prairie balls. But we, as humans, our plant-based diet comes from just 30 plants. I was going to say 1,200. That was a guess. See, sir, in the studio audience, no, you're wrong, okay? Yeah, the Last gerbils time. running around the wheel. Okay, listen. <laughs> now, 30 think plants. about that. How okay. many plants can you name that you eat? I mean, you know, you eat corn, you eat carrot, you, you know, we eat, you know. But once you get past like 15 or 20, you're like, okay, onions, uh, cantaloupe, watermelon. Yeah. You know, really, 30 is the number. 30 is is basically our, our plant-based diet. I'm sure people eat other stuff. That's cool. Uh, tulips in the 1600s were more valuable than most people's homes and costs 10 times what an average working class man earned in a single year. So valuable tulips were in the 1600s, okay? Holland, of course, we know is the country of tulips. At one point in Holland's history, tulips were the fourth biggest export behind cheese, gin, and herring. Mm -hmm. Tulips have been cultivated in every color except for classic blue you really don't see any blue tulips now some might argue you do see blue tulips but they're more of a purplish tint but mm. an actual classic blue tulip you will not find anywhere in the world you're listening to totally useless information with nick hey, what's about this one nick. yeah okay the first what, what were you saying we're listening to what you're listening to totally useless information with nick and roy i'm nick and I'm Roy, and the first certified botanical garden, get ready, folks, because this is one of those right one down. The first botanical gardens was founded by Pope Nicholas III. It was built in Vatican City in the year 1278 A.D. Wow. Cool name. <laughs> it wasn't just certified. It was blessed. The Pope blessed the land and the fruit and garden that would bear on that land. 
It's amazing. And I believe it's still, um, there is still part of the garden in the Vatican. First botanical gardens. What did you say? It was registered? It was, sorry, it was certified? Certified. Yeah. Certified. Speaking of certified and certifiable, you're listening to Totally Useless Information <laughs> with Nick and Roy. You know, people, we love our caffeine, right? Don't you love coffee in the morning? Love it. You Tim Hortons freak? Yes. I am. Okay. <laughs> Nick just likes Tim Horton. Yes. But did you know that caffeine is in the coffee plant and it's actually there as a natural pesticide against bugs? Oh. Bugs do not want to eat the coffee plant because of the caffeine. Plus, in Colombia, the bugs are really annoying because they're like, we got to go. We got to run. We got to do this. We got to do that. <laughs> they're all hopped up on caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but th that caffeine is inside the coffee plant as a natural pesticide. And yet we drink it and love it. So there you go. There you have it. Now, you're still listening to Totally Use This Information with Nick and Roy. And you can go to our website. Mm. nickandroy.com and send us an email like these people did what's in the mailbag what's in the mail once again nickandroy.com click on contact us send us an email ask us a question like fran harrison did She's from Briarcliff Manor in New York. It's in Westchester County. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Dear Nick and Roy, we are so thrilled that we have found your show. I was looking for a podcast that my teenage kids could listen to. A lot were not suitable for their age group. Your show, however, is. I like the way that you present the facts and also read these emails. I also like the way you present <laughs> the facts in a way that most people can understand. Plus, right. you guys are hilarious. And... I love your slogan, listen, laugh, and learn. Well, thank you. Here's my question. We love to play checkers. Where did the game of checkers come from? Well, Fran, Harrison, thank you very much. The board game checkers can be traced to the very cradle of civilization where vestiges of the earliest form of the game were unearthed in an archaeological dig near a what's now called Iraq. It was mm. a slightly different board, it, and it was carbon dated back to 3000 B.C., it was a slightly different board. If you jumped uh, a pawn, you got blown up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's and the Middle East, you know, <laughs> now that we insulted the entire That's Middle right. East. There you go. <laughs> uh, this Egyptian version was so popular that man played it for thousands of years. So there you go, Fran. Wait a second. Egyptian would be African. Right. So it moved around from actually it was southern Mesopotamia, which became ah, which is, Iraq. Which is Right, right. And then to Africa. Which and then is it went to Egypt. So the the board game of checkers changed iterations as it went along, but it also was really popular all around the world. So yeah, there you the go, Egyptians, the, the Egyptians probably, you know, they probably made it what it is because they were very big on rules. And, you know, yeah, the exactly. Iraqis, they probably were like, no, you cannot jump now. <laughs> jump. jump yesterday. Today, no jump. So okay. once again, so thanks to Fran and everyone else who sent us an email. Go to NickAndRoy.com. What's in the For something completely useless. Ah, uh, yep. When it comes to useless, they come to me. <laughs> we go to the store or supermarket and we ring everything up with a barcode, correct? Yes. 
And right now, barcode is just like a thing that we all know about. Yeah. Back then, when, when we were younger, it was weird. Remember when there was no barcode, all you'd hear is like, price check on counter three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, what was the first item to have a barcode on it? I've heard this before, and I can't remember it now. But yeah, with the very first item, was it in Chicago somewhere? Was it was in Chicago? Uh, no? No, I'll, I'll let you chew it over a little bit. Oh, uh, chewing gum. Wrigley's <laughs> chewing gum. Spearmint gum. There you yeah. go. Wrigley's spearmint gum was the first item to ever have a barcode on it. And you would think that they would have put it on like a bigger box, but they picked like the smallest item <laughs> to put it on. Beep. Beep. It's the Beep. way of the world. That's isn't right. It? Exactly. So chew on that uh, for a while. That's a totally useless fact. Thank you very much. So today on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, we talked about animals and we went down the garden path. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. Today's news item comes to us from the Trumbull County Sheriff's Department in Ohio. Mm. They came across two Amish men operating a horse and buggy while drinking a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra. Really? And blasting music from a stereo on a routine traffic stop. Wow. So that would be a, a D-U-H-B-R. D-U-H-B-R, what is that? It would be driving while horseback riding. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you should take a breathalyzer test. Deputy Eric Hermsdorfer. He's like, leave me alone, I gotta go home and make some uh, fireplaces. (laughs) And furniture. He encountered the site when, according to WKBN News, signaled that the two men of faith pull over before one o'clock in the morning so these derelicts were out not only drinking Ooh. and blasting music but one o'clock in the morning ah, now what was the horse doing out at that time? <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> when deputy hermsdorfer requested they stop their buggy uh, what was his name hermsdorfer hermsdorfer eric hermsdorfer the unidentified men leapt off and ran into the woods and left the horse that's and right and above and mentioned the, and wait the residue of the Michelob. that's right and the horse by the way speaking of the horse continued to trot down the road until the police oh, stopped it no there runaway you go. horse that's right not a runaway train this but a runaway why, this is why they invented abs brakes but go ahead <laughs> trumbull <laughs> count it's funny you should say that because in our next episode we're talking about inventions we're talking about abs brakes boy you're a fortune teller i don't care about that what happened to the horse <laughs> <laughs> so, Hor- so hold on. Sharpens burger, jump on. And uh, no, it's Hermsdorfer. According to the sheriff's office, there were open bottles of alcohol in addition to the 12 pack of Michelob Ultra. Oh, these guys were hammered. They were. Nobody has come forward to claim their belongings, including the horse and buggy. The Wait a minute. So yes. Now they have the horse. They have the buggy. Right. They, the guys got away. Yes. And they confiscate the horse and buggy. That's correct. Could you imagine going down to like the police evidence room and there's like a horse in there? <laughs> and a buggy. <laughs> how long is, how old is this evidence, horse and buggy? Could yes. you go to the auction 
and be like, yeah, we got ourselves a really nice horse and buggy. Do I hear $10? And sold to the man in blue and a case of Michelob Ultra. Sold to the man with the black suit and black hat on with the Michelob bottle. <laughs> you would think that this news story was sponsored by Michelob Ultra. They mentioned it four times in here. Wait a second. So Horschenbergo, he... Or Hermsdorfer. Hermsdorfer. He didn't need Chase. I picture him being one of those big... Fat Ohio police <laughs> right. Yes. So these Amish guys, they're usually pretty lean because they eat pretty well, you know? They do. So Hassenpfeffer probably ran after them. Made <laughs> <laughs> it about 200 feet before he collapsed and had a car in <laughs> Now you must know that the Amish community as a whole does not forbid its members from drinking alcohol. But well, many listen, of their sex do. I love do. the police department, and I'm all about the police department, but I say defund Horschendorfer. <laughs> and of course, drinking and driving is just as illegal on horseback as it is in a car. Yes, you don't want to do that, folks. No. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. I've tried it. I've tried driving the horse, and it looked a little weird on the uh, Florida interstate. <laughs> it did. Especially because it had um, uh, prairie oyster ovens. That's yeah, all. Exactly. <laughs> I was driving down the road with my legs spread really wide apart. <laughs> <laughs> the hot balls. And the horse uh, just looked at me. He's like, you got some pair. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have for this episode of Totally Useless oh, Information. Come on. Let's no, talk well done. No. Hey, does, listen, we will scour the internet far and wide to find more useless information for you guys for next time. So in the meantime, you guys got to wait till next week to hear our show again, which is kind of cool because we'll have another one. So tell your friends about the trend. Go to nickandroy.com and leave us an email and you can get on the show. And again, please, we are all over the place, 57 countries now. Please tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>